Is it recording? It is now. It's on red. Red means record. How can you tell if it's going to record me if we can't hear it? I can see the sound level things. Is it recording? Can you hear me? Yeah, kind of, but it's on half-ass if you're that far so away. Gotta be close. You got to like really hold it close like you're trying to get promoted. And surprise button. <laughs> when does it stop? Uh, nine more seconds of whatever sound this is. So we're playing Kamikaze right now. Kamikaze. I know this one's like a minute long. It's like an intro music thing. Huh. And I think this one is like the drum roll or the laugh track. <laughs> 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 yeah, we don't know what's going on right now because we don't have headphones on. <laughs> They're colorful buttons and we're pressing them. That one's already over. One this is five seconds. Five seconds for blue. Does it record over? Does it like... Have equal amount of our voice in the button sound. Well, if you hold the microphone closer, you might have a better chance. Oh, like, I like spit, spit in the mic. Like, look, if you look at those sound level things, like when you talk into it. What if it catch my breath, like the whole time, just like <sighs> labored breathing, a little bit too close? Why are you doing this? <laughs> and you're like, I really, I, I like chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Nick Byers, welcome to the Wonton Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Where we're not just wonton related, we also like chocolates. I look forward to my Wednesdays and wonton eating and other wonton like things like Uncrustables. <laughs> you are not the only person so far to tell me that a Pop Tart is also a wonton. <laughs> No, no, Uncrustable, not a Pop-Tart. Oh, no, yesterday, though, because I was at Babcock's, he's like, Pop-Tart's a wonton, and I'm like, yes, I know, you're not the only person to tell me this. In a parallel universe somewhere, they eat them in a bowl. Have you seen the mini Pop-Tart cereals? I didn't know it was a thing. It was like one of those super limited release things, or maybe I just imagined it, but I remember seeing, like, you know, like miniature Pop-Tarts in like a cereal box of them. I was just like, what in the fuck? That's odd. Do you know what another great thing was that I uh, fat kitted out on for a while? Do tell. Uh, Graham, not Graham Crackers, uh, Golden Graham's S'mores Remix. What? A Golden a Golden Graham S'mores Remix? Like the... Okay, so it was Golden Graham's and then they had like miniature packages like... I don't know, maybe the size of my forearm. And then it was also filled with mini marshmallows and chocolate chips. Sounds decent. Oh, uh, it was fantastic. Way to start your day. Just get on with the diabetes. Uh, no, I was having this for like my <laughs> midday snack. <laughs> I love but, it how but, they, they push sugary cereals as like a start to people's day. It's like oh, yeah. start off on a high note and crash. Part of a balanced breakfast if you eat these five other things <laughs> with it. It's like glass of orange juice, pure sugar. Uh, like a pancake sugar body shaming should be back in speaking of which i need to body shame myself i can I'm, help I'm, I'm nowhere i'm nowhere near my marine corps weight um none of us are yeah you're close steve you're 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 i'm you're probably uh, skinny 10 pounds over actually <laughs> oh, 10 because oh i was like 170 ish in the marine corps days i'm like 180 185 ish now but like most of it's like extra leg muscle like, I'm still similar build. That's about it. I have a sedentary job. I have an active job. I meal prep for myself still, and I try to find gyms and other stuff to do. But Smart. 
Yeah. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I'm on the road. I have nothing else to do but to entertain myself. And I don't like TV. I chase kids and eat their leftovers. But I have a dad bod, so it's all good. That's that's what people like now. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you're okay. We're okay. We're all okay with each other. As long as you love and accept <laughs> yourself as much as you love chocolates. Wontons <laughs> <laughs> oh, are so good. Breathe heavier when you do it. Breathe heavier. I, Let I, everyone I need know some you're feedback. there. We need headphones, and I really need the. I need the screen in front of the mic. You need the mic screen so you can like. With the headphones, so you can pretend you're Halsey, like singing into it, being like, "All the things she said, all the things she said, running through my head, running through my." That was tattoo, I think. I don't know. This is the Russian the lesbians tattoo. I've heard the song, but I don't, I don't know the. <sighs> I'm really gonna have to get you up on the Russian lesbian pop scene. I didn't know it was a thing. It is in my mind. <laughs> I believe I, I, I thought that was a Pornhub channel you're just reciting. No, no, no. There was like a hey, which, song that was like popular like my senior year of high school. Which button is the Pornhub music? Is that one? Oh, it's definitely that one. <laughs> Two, one. We have no idea what sound that was. <laughs> History button. Uh, yeah, so I got to like really read through the instructions on this thing better because like you can like set this up to like have different um, like pages basically so you can have like page one of that and like flip it and then you can have a page two of like recording things of things we're pressing huh. yeah so we could have like tons of fun with it that's something you need to work on instead of just doing this just, by, <laughs> just chaos going on right now <laughs> this is going to be interesting to hear all this now can you if we're talking it's that still going words? it's still going <laughs> Does Two. it play over our voices? Or is it like... I don't know. We are so going to find out. Like, we could just be like a just nothing right now, just playing all those buttons, or we're talking over it and you can't hear the buttons. I really wish I knew. I can hear the buttons. I can hear the buttons. You know what? Um, I have the volume on the buttons all the way down, though. So it's not been playing anything? It might not have been playing anything, because here's the volume knob. Is that volume as it records it, or volume as it... Plays it through the headphones. Yes. So we don't know. Exactly. Sounds like we need to press some more buttons and plug some more things in. Hold on. We have the volume at half for that now. And let's go. All right. There, hopefully there's something now. So next time labels. Yeah. A guide of sorts. Yeah. What they could watch is just nothing. Oh, no. Like, because I've pressed those before. Like, I've, I've plugged in headphones and, like, I'm like, okay, that's what this is. I'm pretty sure this one is the... Uh, fuck, just burp. I think this one here is going to be like... Ah. I think. I'm pretty sure that one's that one. So like, hey, knock, knock, who's there? Smell mop. Smell mop who? I don't want to smell your poo. <laughs> the kids love that one. That they did. One. I've... I learned that one from Ryan, and it's, it's constant rotation whenever knock-knock jokes come out. Oh, man. That sounds like something Ryan would come up with. Uh, I believe he, you know, when his son was young, he just, like, started reading every knock-knock joke in the history of knock-knock jokes. Him. That's something I could see him do. Little Miss Muppet sat on a tuffet. 
eating her curds and whey. Along came a spider, sat down beside her and said, hey. What's in the bowl, bitch? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really hope it's like something else other than the badum I hope it's like a laugh track or something dumb. I I hope Ryan appreciates that homage to him. I do remember that from him a lot. Yeah, yeah. I remember it more from Sergeant Geo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sergeant Geo too, yeah. Oh, man. So many good people there. I know. So many good dudes. It'd be cool if we could just catch up with all of them sometime. I'm gonna try. That would be that would be an impressive feat. Yep, yep. Get a hold of them. Try. Um, the one I'm having, like, I know I'm friends with Reggie on Facebook and Instagram, but I don't know. I don't know if he just doesn't respond or doesn't look. Mm, yeah. Or maybe I'm just not trying hard enough. I don't know. But uh, about, uh, Dela Cruz, Dela Cruz, yeah. yeah, old Denver. Um, how about Rizzo? You guys, I heard you guys talking about him. I've randomly conversed with him. It's been at least a year though, but I know he's down in Florida and I know he's alive. Yeah, well, that's good. But I'll I'll eventually get a hold of him, and uh, I don't know what he's up to or how busy he is, but he seemed pretty. Pretty busy when I was talking to him last. Yeah, but it's yeah. easy to get that way in life, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially you start having a family, popping out children's jobs and responsibilities and all that stuff, and then occasionally get a random person be like, "Hey, I'm in Memphis. I'm going to come up and see you." It's like I haven't seen you in forever. Do it. All right, good. It's been ten years, and I missed your face. Yeah, I, I did miss your face. Well. You have a very pleasing face. Why are you covering it up with all that facial hair? You know what that reminds me of? Story time. <laughs> Gather around. It'll segue nicely into this one. I feel like you just set that one up on purpose. I actually did not. Oh, yeah. It was the good old days of VMMT. Uh, or no, no, it wasn't 204. It was 22. VMX 22. This was checking into 204 to then be kicked across the hangar to VMX. So it was like schoolhouse, check into 204. All right, go over there. Because we have no birds. P-Tad or whatever they called it. Yep, I believe P-Tad's correct. And uh, that, was, that was soon after I I was in airframes there. I got a late start on the rest of you guys in class because I had my foot broken. That I broke in uh, the boot the boot camp during the crucible. Fell off an obstacle and remember that. Uh, painfully to this day, uh, had an avulsion fracture on my fifth metatarsal and it popped all the way off. And then every time we'd get our boot checks, I'd screw something up so I'd get hazed so they wouldn't kick me back and I didn't want to get stuck. And then one thing led to the next go on to be a uh, airframes and hydraulics mechanic when they switched me out of my other MOS at Pensacola. Um, made some friends there, made some enemies, scared a poor little Indian kid because he thought it was wise to talk crap on me because I had crutches and he was a Lance Corporal and he thought he was entitled to be an asshole with no repercussions and he found out otherwise. I love Tommy telling that story. He's like, that was the first day I knew we could be friends. But I digress. Back to VMX 22. Um, so it's cold outside. And got all of our cold weather gear on. Got my my stocking cap and our gaiters that go up over your face where just your eyes showing, you know. And everything else is covered. It's cold out. I go into hazmat and go to check out something. And my good buddy Steve here walks up. He goes, 
hey, how's it going? Like, I was like, dude, why the fuck are you talking like that? He gets this real surprised look on his face. He goes, oh, shit, I didn't know it was you. It was like, who would you think it was? He goes, well, with them eyes, I thought it was one of the females. Like, damn it, Steve. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> then from there on out, I never had my face covered. Uh, I thought you were going to tell that it has a nice shape, sir. Story. Oh, was that, was that on the baton? Was that no, the no, that was checking into 204. I wasn't there for that one, though. So we all checked. So we graduated the schoolhouse, went to 204, checked in, and Colonel Kane has us all in the hallway. You weren't here for this? No, I was broke, Dick. I got stuck left in uh, the, uh, what was it, uh, the schoolhouse, whatever they call that command, Matzig. Yeah, Matz. Is it Matzig? Matzig 21. Nazi Naval Aviation Training Command Mar Unit. Namtray Mar Unit. Namtray, yeah, Namtray. Yeah. Old Nam. I got stuck back there because I had to get surgery on that that avulsion fracture because I kept letting it go on and uh, finagled my way because I, I was supposed to be on Medhold in Pensacola. But I really I feel like Farver should tell this story because he loves it so much. You saved that one for him. Yeah, I didn't check in with you guys. I, I thought you did. No, I didn't check in with you guys. I was late. I was behind uh, a couple months because I, I had got um, surgery. They put me on con leave for a couple weeks. And then I checked in, like, you guys checked in, what, June or something like that? May or June, I'm May not June, sure. Yeah, and then I was stuck there till like, August or September. Like, I ended up, I was I was still supposed to be on, like, limited duty or whatever it's called. And I managed to be able to talk my way to getting over there anyways because you're supposed to be on med hold and you're not supposed to go to your next command without getting off med hold, so. right. I ended up being able to do that. Talked my way around that. I thought you did come with us. Mm-hmm. Uh. Nope. That was hilarious. There was a... I thought that was... You said something slick to that admiral on the baton. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember what that was, but that had us rolling too for a minute. I wish I would have wrote that down or something. Ah, I don't remember. It was you, me, and... Uh, who else was down? Was it Easy? Easy was on the boat. I think Ryan was on the boat. I don't know if Ryan was there by us that day because he was on. I can't remember. Yeah, I think I was on day shift. I got stuck. Oh, Ryan was on day shift too. Ryan was with me because him and Truman would always hang out together and I'd sit on my shitbird perch. You remember that? Yes. So to pay, and I was just in the airframe shop. Is like I'm corrosion control, and I do nothing. (laughs) Weren't you guys down that little hellhole thing though into the shop below us? No. What What did we do that? We I was in like the back of the frame shop. Okay, but I like literally did nothing. I think I did one thing in the back. We always open and climb through, or you remember that the hatch that went out to the fantail? No, no, no. That was when we go out and talk to the the navy people that were out there with binoculars all the time. Yeah, my buddy Keith was one of them, and and threw bottles at dolphins and stuff. <laughs> uh, we're no, did you after. meet my buddy Keith there? I think I did. Yeah, he was one of the boatswain's mates that was back there randomly, and like he's from my town. Like, and so I was just like, when I found out we were going on the baton, I like texted him, I'm like, Keith, what are you doing in two weeks? He's like, oh, we're doing like this stupid thing, and I'm just like, yeah, that stupid thing is my unit. I'm gonna see you. It's like, <laughs> he's like, not Sweet. so stupid anymore. Well, he was excited because it like I remember when we got on the boat, he was like waiting at the top of the. Uh, 
whatever the fucking gangplank to get on thing was. He was just like, what's up, fucker? And I'm just like, what's up, dude? And, like, Ryan was all excited because he's like, sweet, we know somebody on the boat. We're going to get hooked up. I'm like, with what? Ryan ended up driving the boat one night. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And the <laughs> shotgun's off the side, too. Yep. And then uh, getting to go down the engine room. Yeah, so, like, Ryan did it, Ryan's thing, which is took one person that I knew, turned it into becoming friends with the entire ship, like, and just, like, I don't know what he did from there, but they, like, damn near ran, and I'm like, fucking Ryan, And then before Great you job. know it, he got recruited by the chaplain to be the chaplain's assassin when he came back. That's, <laughs> no, he got voluntold for that. Yeah, I know. I want to make it sound like he got recruited. Special Ops Ryan. He did end up loving that job. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. And he even got my taxes done for me when I was over there, something like that. He like print. Oh, he'd also get stuff printed off for me for my my classes. Yep. I think he may even typed a paper for me or something. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> he stole us or tactically acquired whatever you want to call it um, a bunch of uh, toilet paper and ranch dressing. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. I think I those may or may not have been supposed to be used for the deployed spouse's dinner. <laughs> what? So the chaplain <laughs> held the di- the dinner that, yeah. once a month for deployed spouses for you know like whoever's toilet was, paper. The toilet paper wasn't for the deployed spouses. That was just for the chapel. <laughs> but like the ranch dressing and the cheese that he would take, it was, was, I was supposed still, to be. For I was that. wondering about what the hell they're doing. Yeah, there. you know, you gotta you gotta wipe your ass at the chapel <laughs> somehow, and you know they only put it out for the deployed spouses. They don't leave it out for the marines they because put, they get diarrhea every time they came. Well, if you ate chaplain's food, you would get diarrhea too. It's <laughs> been blessed with this. holy water. <laughs> Better be prepared than not. Have you ever seen the holy water? It looks like it's got like all sorts of people's sticky fingers in it hi I don't know what I pressed the holy bidet <laughs> oh god <laughs> bless your butthole <laughs> uh. oh that sounds like something they should have in a prison a holy bidet clean away your sins <laughs> a holy bidet to clean the buttholes yeah your butthole is now blessed and now Bubba's going to bless it with his holy <laughs> spirits I don't know if that happens in prison or not. I don't know anything about prisons. <laughs> Mystery button. <laughs> I don't know what this one's got, but it's 13 seconds long. It's doing something. Good old baton. Oh, and then we had, who would get us cookies all the time? Was that Sung Kim? Maybe. We, we had our kitchen guy. He, I think he worked in the kitchen. Oh, he got stuck on mess duty or something like that. Okay, so the way it worked is everyone who went on op eval so we went to vegas for op eval and then we went on the baton everyone who wasn't op eval went on the baton as like ship's duty or something because pumphrey and hawes were there for like in the kitchen i was i was at, we were both at both of them though oh they just add them to the ship's duty they weren't actually yeah working. so if you were part of vmx our unit and weren't part of op eval so like you stayed back in new river from nellis and then when we went on the boat, because we were still part of Op Eval, we were part of the Op Eval team, they went on the boat also, but as ship's duty. Because I remember, gotcha. I'm like, why are you guys here? Like, Pumphrey and Hawes and all of them. I'm like, you guys aren't Op Eval? What are you doing? They're like, we're ship's duty. I'm we're like, getting pimped out. They're like, we're the bitches. And I'm like, well, that <laughs> sucks. We're getting pimped out. No bueno. 
I'm glad it never got fapped out. I'm pretty sure I was in good contention for it whenever I came to VMX because for some reason, like this is, you know, I love I love Jason Westbrook to death, you know, but when we first got there, he didn't like me. Like there's, I guess, some people there that got there ahead of time that didn't think I was worth my salt and decided to tell their opinion about it for giving me a chance to prove myself um, and got the, the reputation of being an idiot. It's like, I don't, I mean, I can be stupid. Um, I do stuff without thinking a lot. Very impulsive. But to go that far. Is that why we get along? Perhaps. Probably. This this is probably why this this podcast will go in circles, too. (laughs) Hey, you want to go ride bikes? (laughs) (laughs) Cotter's not here. We can't do it without him. Oh, I forgot about that, too. Yeah, we had all those jumps out there, too. That was good times. (sighs) We had had, uh, Mikey out there, too, the beef. Anyways, back to the VMX thing. Um He'd always write, uh, Wes, he'd always write my, my counselings. I still have them on a three-and-a-half-inch floppy, the little plastic ones. Yes. I, I saved everything. I, there's somewhere in my house. I've got my uh, my training jacket, too. I stole that on the way out. They're like, oh, they're supposed to get turned in to get digitized. So I kept that thing. I still got mine, too. Yeah, I held on to it before they could take them all and digitize them and uh, brought that with. And uh, he'd write on my counselings, Jason, but, like, you know, S&M is good Marine he, you know, shows up on time, wears his uniform, blah, 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 is progressing, you know, in qualifications, whatever. However, at some times, uh, S&M appears lost in the sauce. It's like, this is my, my counseling. It says I'm lost in the sauce, appears to be lost is in the sauce. What kind professional of professional words? About? Yeah. Well, what, what sauce are we talking about? Hot sauce? Spaghetti sauce. <laughs> Spaghetti sauce? <laughs> biscuits and gravy sauce which would be the gravy i was like could, could you elaborate on this so you just stare off man it's like because i'm listening if i if i'm quiet and not running my mouth it usually means one of two things i'm listening or i'm plotting which is a form <laughs> of thinking so <laughs> plotting's a lot more you know diabolical though well with those eyes i don't see you ever plotting that's true, but always everybody says I'm always up to something, which is probably true. Probably true. I got a bit of a, uh, a reputation for being a rap scallion. A little bit. Well, you do like rap music, and you just showed me your field full of scallions. Scallions. Oh, that's another story. This is a good one. This is a dandy. Lay it on me. So I like a doozy. This is old uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, where there's a... a it's a hodgepodge of great things to do, like tattoos, used cars, strip clubs. Um, you could get some sort of questionable loan from a place and go to the movies. That's basically it. Oh, they had a mall. Oh, and Walmart. De- debatable if that was actually a mall. Walmart was great. You know, that was my thing, though. Like, I'd get off. I was, you know, I went out and got my fair share of shenanigans, but a lot of times I knew that, you know, had to keep myself busy. Uh, you know, f- for a good portion of it, had a part-time job, did every extra assignment I could, been on, you know, boards and whatnot uh, for the single Marine program, the enlisted club committee, worked at the enlisted club, went to school part-time, so I knew to keep, you know, busy. Um, and I had goals and aspirations, I guess. Um, other than that, though, my... My hobbies of fun would be sometimes after I get off my midnight shift, I'd get a little wild. I'd go drive up to Walmart, 
get some potato salad. Not raw meat. Not raw meat. And a five dollar movie out of the five dollar movie bin and watch that and eat potato salad. You ate a whole raw steak and I ate a raw steak with you walking out of the Walmart once. Been many a times. I was there. It was one of my more memorable experiences. Was that in Vegas? No, that was midnight Walmart in Jacksonville. I've done this on more than one occasion. Yes, you have. You Usually, and me did midnight go when we were in Nellis to the Hoover Dam. I remember that. And we climbed yeah. on it on the no standing part. Yep. <laughs> we talked to that guard. Hold on, let me, that's a different story. So my midnight potato run, potato salad and five hour movie bin run, um, it was a nice night out too. Like I had my, my sunroof open on my Monte Carlo SS. I bought from a used car lot that was had questionable things with it, you know, check engine light that come on every once in a while and other things that were problems that, you know, I wouldn't think I'd have got from such a highly reputable, um, uh, reputable um, dealer there that changed his name like I don't know twelve times. Pagets was the name. I don't remember. You bought the the my Alero, yeah. yeah. Before you got the Excalibur. No, just the caliber. The caliber. I thought we called it the Excalibur. No, so I called it the Panzer because I hit Panzer. so many animals with it and it just kept running. There's another good story. <laughs> this will be loaded. Oh, so the deer story. Well, we got to get back to this, this or the groundhog. The deer story. The deer story is the best by far of the 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 Excalibur caliber, whatever you call it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call it the Excalibur. This is a nice round table vehicle. We so, do need more people for these. The the North Carolina Walmart potato salad DVD run. Windows open. Nice night. Sunroof open. Music going. Hit one of the only lights in town that isn't flashing yellow going down the main strip in the middle of the night. It's red. Yeah, I forget what road that was called. Um, Bell something maybe or I can't recall. Irrelevant. I hit this stoplight. Then all of a sudden I hear, you know, hey, hey. It's like, the heck is that? Turn my muse down. Hey, look out the window. There's lace down in the corner. She goes, can I get a ride? I was like. I ain't got nowhere to be. You seem relatively harmless. It's like, sure, jump in where you need to go. She goes, oh, just drive up this way. I was like, you're being, you know, thinking like this is really nonspecific. Like, you give me a destination, then tell me. Just drive up this way. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, so I start driving, and then she's like, you just keep going this way. I was like, well, where do you need to go? She goes, oh, I'll show you. She goes, so, so what are you trying to do tonight? I was like. Well, I just got me some potato salad in this movie. He's like, I'm going to go back to my barracks and eat potato salad and watch the movie. <laughs> Thanks for asking. What are you doing? She goes, no, what are you trying to do tonight? I was like, I don't know how to tell you any other way, but potato salad, movie. I might, you know, I mean, if you need to get more specific, I might take a shit. I'll probably <laughs> go pee. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm going to sleep eventually. She goes, no, what are you trying to do? I was like. I started thinking, I was like, oh, dear God, please not let this be what I think it is. I said, I don't mean to be offensive or anything like that, but I don't think I understand. But are you a prostitute? Don't be mad if you're not, because I'm really confused. She goes, she gets mad about it. She goes, oh, I'm not a prostitute, but if you want to call it that, you can. For a call girl, someone's like, whatever. It's like, you do sexual favors for money. <laughs> you call whatever you want. I was like, we'll call you a knob polisher for high dollar. I don't really care. I was like, I'm sorry. This is a misunderstanding. I thought you really needed a ride. Do you want me to go drop you back off on your corner? <laughs> she, <laughs> she goes, no, I'll, 
I'll take a ride. You know, I still need to go somewhere. Just trying to make a little extra money on the way. I was like, this is really weird. I was like, all right. He's like, I'll drop you off. So we get going down. And it's on this. We get uh, towards this. We're going inside of town. I'm going towards, towards New River. And we take a left off this road that, you know, you, I've passed by before. Never driven down it before. And it's almost like a it's 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 a non-really inhabited street. And I start driving down. And then there's no street lights. I was like, oh, great. This I'm going to die. She's going to stab me or, like, Losing try, a kidney. try to kill me and take all my money. It's just kind of like, oh, crap. We get down this road, and she goes, you sure you don't have any money to help me out? I'm like, damn it. I was like, this is this is bad. I was like, I should turn around. I was like, I'm gonna something something's bad is gonna happen. I was like, I gotta give her some money. I was like, I had like a five and a twenty in my pocket. I was like, I reached in my pocket. I was like, I got I got five dollars you could have, and I'm, I'm pretty much broke until payday. I spent all of it on this movie, this potato salad. <laughs> like, we don't make that much money in the military, but you can have it. I reach out, kind of slide out of my left pocket because towards the door, and it's like, kind of look at it. It's like, oh sweet, it's a five. I hand her. It's like that's all I got. Everything to my name. I was like, and you can have it. It's all for you. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like thinking, don't kill me. And she goes, oh, thank you so much. She's like, I appreciate that. She goes, are you sure? She's like, you don't want to go to a teller or something like that? You get $10 more, I can make you feel real good. I was like, damn, $15, that's a pretty good bargain, but I don't want anything that comes with it. No, thank you. I was like, <laughs> I'm good. So we drive down, and then finally there's a couple of trailers and a streetlight. So it's like, okay, we're cool. Well, I turn left down this road. She's like, it's right here. Well, there's a couple of suspect-looking individuals out there sitting on a couch outside. And I'm like, oh, great. She's got drug money now. It's like, so I drop her off. I back up out of this driveway. And I go to take off. And I keep going the way I turned instead of going back the way I came from because I'm just like, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> and I just peel out. Go down the street. Take a hard right because it's the only way to go. And then I see this great big yellow sign that says dead end and i'm like shit i gotta go back the way I <laughs> and these people are like what the hell is that guy's problem that guy's an idiot uh, <laughs> same thing way by I just for room took off i was like that was awkward <laughs> never gonna do that again and then there's the thing about the scallions the second time i unknowingly picked up a prostitute in north carolina <laughs> This you just got a great. face for it. This one's great. So this one, I was at, I was at Tommy's, and he lives nowhere near civilization. You know, out in the middle of nowhere, in, in a different county than the base is in, which is a dry county. Also, it's like two different counties away. Yeah, yeah. You got to go through one county then the next to get there. I mean, it was it was like an hour drive. Well, I was on convalescent leave from the second time I broke my other foot. And uh, they had to do surgery on that one. And uh, I had to wait there for a doctor's appointment before I could jet out and go home that week. And I was taking a movie back to the movie store. And I was going to go back to the barracks. And we're out. In the, I'm on the edge of town, like in the country. And I'm driving. It's cold out. And all of a sudden, I see this lady, like, frantically waving her arms. It's like an older black lady. And I drive by, and I was like, oh, stop, you know, as soon as I could, turn around. Came back, and I didn't see her. I was like, that was weird. I was like, it seemed like she was in trouble. Like, I thought maybe she got in a car wreck or something. So I passed the point where I thought I saw her, and then I turn around and come back again. And then I see her again, like, like coming up out of this ditch. I was like, that's weird. 
And I pulled over. I was like, are you all right? I was like, you need, you need help or anything? He goes, oh, God, yes. Thank you. God bless you. Blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm so happy you stopped. She's like, I, I was like, I was like, what's the matter? She, she's like, can I get a ride? I was like, yeah, it's cold out. Jump in, you know. And uh, this is the, the last thing I'm thinking is, you know, apparently this is just something they do. That they ask for a ride, then they proposition you. Like, they like having the ride to somewhere, but they're like, why not make $5 on the way, I guess? I don't know. This has never happened to me. I just want you to know. <laughs> I, I do. I've got the craziest luck. I mean, you know, there's, there's. Is it luck, though? I mean, most people probably would have kept driving. Most people would have. Yeah. I think it's just your Midwestern niceness and, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do try to stop for people getting car wrecks and stuff like that, you know. That's different, Run though. into beekeepers, you know, stuff like that. Car wrecks is different because you know what you're getting into. Well, Someone... I thought this may have been like an overturned car. I don't know, you know. I see her frantically waving her arms and I was like, you know, it's cold. And, well, I get the story from her. I was like, what's the matter? I was like, you okay? She goes... Oh, I'm fine. Just need to get away from, you know, my boyfriend, his girlfriend, or his wife said that I drank all the liquor, and and then we got in a fight, and I was like, oh, great. Now I picked up a winner here, and you could smell the alcohol as soon as she got in. So I'm thinking she probably wrecked her car, but then she's honest with me and tells me that, you know, it's not, you know, a wrecked car. It's, a, it's a domestic uh -huh. with, with her, her, her boyfriend's wife because she drank all the liquor. <laughs> I was like, we got a winner. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, well. It's like, I ain't got anywhere to be. So I start driving her to town. She goes, she's in my crutch. She goes, oh, what's the matter with you? And this is after. She's like, oh, God bless you. You know, she asked me if I had a girlfriend. I was like, yeah. I was like, I got a fiance, you know. She's like, oh, she's so lucky to have you. Such a sweet, nice young man. I was like, yeah, 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 okay. And uh, then she sees my crutch. She goes, what's the matter with you? I was like, oh, I did get surgery. She goes, oh, you're trying to get some scallions, huh, with that. And I was like, pardon me? She goes, yeah, you trying to get some scallions. It's like somebody played pity on you. I was like, pardon me, but I don't know what onions have to do with this. <laughs> she goes, no, you know, scallions. I was like, what's that? She goes, you know, head. I was like, um, not well, that wasn't the route I was going. I, I didn't go and intentionally break my foot to get head. No. Where did you come up <laughs> with this, you know? <laughs> She goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're trying to do. It was like, this is odd. So I start driving her to town, and she's like, same thing. It's like, all right, you ain't trying to get any? It's like, I make you feel real good for $5. It's like, what the fuck? I was like, really? Like, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, no, I'm no pimp or, you know, have any experience with prostitutes, but set the bar a little higher for yourself. You know, $5, I mean... Maybe it's just something like it's such a good deal, people jump on it, maybe, like the bargain men, like my $5 movies. It's like it's $5 for a movie, I'm going to buy it. Maybe that's like the commonality, but like they're selling themselves short out there. Yeah, but the $5 movie bin, like the movies in it was like three movies. And the movies don't have herpes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they're not questionable life decisions. They're just a movie. They're just 80s action movies. If you don't like it by the time you're done with it, you don't have to live with it. <laughs> You can give it to someone that just moved into the barracks. You can just be like, here you go. No herpes, I swear. Oh, man. And I finally took her to where she needed to be. We get close to the gas station. She's like, can you stop by a gas station? She's like, yeah, anybody's like, take the change out of the cup holder. She goes and fishes out all the quarters, come back with a 40 of old E. I was like, that's what you need. You need some more alcohol. Good Fuck for you. yeah. Let's get you the hell out of here. Well, I go to drop her off this little, like, crackhead hut. There's a bunch of other crackhead women out there that are just freaking out to see her. And it's like, 
this is weird. I was like, all right, goodbye, go. She leans over, is trying to give me a kiss on the cheek. I'm trying to get the fuck away from her. I'm like, ah, no, no. <laughs> she gets close. I could almost play that one on me. I was like, all right, no, 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 no. Just say thank you and go, you know. She gets out of the car. I go to the nearest gas station, buy them out of all their, uh, I think I got like rubbing alcohol or hand sanitizer or something, just like cleaning the shit out of my car seat with it. I was like, God damn, $5 blowjob hitchhiking crazy drunk woman in the middle of nowhere north carolina <sighs> needless to say i don't pick up people who ask for rides anymore one almost got me the other day i was coming home from work at a gas station in town next to us this girl comes up she goes hey i need a ride I was like sorry don't get a ride to strangers <laughs> nope there's your lesson folks not doing it i know what happens to this you're gonna start talking about green onions or needing five dollars <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man it's wild out there i'll be careful (laughs) the world is a dangerous place but it's also fucking hilarious Uh, so anyways one of my more favorite um midnight walmart stories with you was not the uh steak eating one but walking out of the walmart it's like Midnight or whatever the hell it is. We got our potato salad, $5 movies, whatever fucking things we bought that day. Pizza pockets. Probably. Hot pockets are the shit. Hot pockets. And uh, uh, get out underneath, like, the glow of the Walmart parking lot lamp. There's this, like, pristine, like, 1980s Camaro. And there's this dude in a jean jacket with a mullet smoking a cigarette, getting into it. I'm like, oh. <gasps> It was like my unicorn moment, like from like a movie where they see a unicorn. They're like, they are real. I'm like, oh my God, he is real. It was is like, this something you strive to be, Steve? No, it's just like one of those things I like seeing. Like, it's just like I'm a collector of like stupidity. Did you know mullets are a thing down in this part of the States here? Yeah. Up in this part of the States, wherever you are, perspective based. Do you remember how excited I got when? They had, like, the billboard for the mullet festival in, where is it, Swansboro or Moorhead yeah, City. Uh, and somebody had to break the news to me that fish. there's a fish <laughs> called a mullet. And I was just like, fuck! That, that was uh, not New Bern. New, New Haven? I think New it was Haven? Moorhead City. One Moorhead? of those places near Cherry Point, but on the coast. It wasn't. No, Moorhead was closer. This was this was further away, like, New, 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 not New Haven. A buddy of mine, he came into a... Uh, uh, buddy of mine from high school came his his ship using the navy came in there, and we had whew, that was wild. He came over to Tommy's house, went outside, shot some guns, drank some Captain Morgan tattoo, like several bottles. He passed out after being there for an hour. Tommy <laughs> passed out. <laughs> I give it a while, sober up, then drive him all the way back to uh, his ship the next day to make sure he gets there on time. He's puking out the window the whole time and finally we get there and uh as soon as i get him back to his ship i pull over the nearest parking lot and just go to sleep and i just i just crashed hard and then <laughs> i wake up a couple hours later all the windows are up i'm like sweated out like <laughs> there's there's not an ounce of sweat left in my body and i've got the worst headache in the world i open the door and i'm just you know dry even everywhere i'm like I made bad decisions. <laughs> there was like a, a sweat outline on my seat. 
It was all evaporated. It was so it's just a, like a salt ring yeah. in the shape of I, Nick. I, I, I go to a gas station. I'm drinking Gatorade and throwing it up instantly. It's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to hydrate. The Marine Corps was right. More hydration. <laughs> It's like, what next? Am I going to go to one of these blacklisted places they tell us not to go to? But the way these stories are going, it really sounds like it's going to go that way. You're going to start admitting shit like, so I went there. <laughs> I'm going to go to a lone place that's blacklisted by the Oh, no, board. I thought you were going to talk about the, say you went to the uh, the strip club that was in a trailer, and I don't remember <laughs> the name of it, but it was on the blacklist. Which one? There's like several and they call the jack shacks is what they call them yeah but i remember like one of them had like a really fucking hilarious it's an obvious jack shack name and it was like you looked at the name or like the not that the address that was on the blacklist for it and you're like that's like the middle of a trailer park you're like i know that road it's like off base take a left and like then there's like that trailer park's name was like the road name huh but, like, then the name of the established, quote-unquote, establishment was, like, fucking, I don't There's, I don't like, one remember. towards Wilmington, like wasn't it? Or some, yeah, Handies? it was, like, off-pace and, like, take a left. <laughs> it's the first thing I could think of, but it was, like, something like Hand that. Handjobs and more. <laughs> <laughs> Handjobs and more of Morristown. <laughs> the more you pay, the more we do. That's a great name for a place. The more you pay, the more fingers she has. <laughs> Here's $5. Do my laundry. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, there's one of those. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was like fucking Jack Shacks and Lone Places. Yeah. <laughs> that was the blacklist. Yeah, it was like, oh, like, you can't get a loan from this place because they will rip you off. And they won't give you a hand job. <laughs> That's maybe why they got blacklisted. <laughs> Some late colonel couldn't get a fucking hand job with a loan. <laughs> he went and got a loan, didn't get the complimentary hand job. He's like, you're axed. You're done for. I run this town. Chesty uh, Paul be ashamed of you. Goddamn, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, where I work now, at an undisclosed location, I'm, I can't talk about what I do, not because it's special, be, because they'll want to fire me. Okay. I'm so fine with that. Like, I'm, 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 I'm marked for death at my job, I guess. Uh, there's already been somebody in our, quote, chain of command that is just... Is displeased with things I've done in the name of freedom, to say the least. Um, underlying stuff, legal issues, and court cases pending. You'll be able to tell more. But in the meantime, um, there's a lot of veterans where I work at. And one of my things I like to do is, you know, I like to talk to them about their service and what they did, you know, find out, you know, what branch they were in. And then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll slide in on the, yeah, man, I was in the military too. They're like, oh, cool, what branch? I was like, can't really talk about it too much. They kind of like, oh, really? Why? It's like, well, the stuff I did, you know, not really allowed to talk about. Classified. Like, oh, really? What branch you were in? I was like, Special Coast Force or, or Special Forces Coast Guard. <laughs> <laughs> so I see them with the Special Forces Coast Guard, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I just talk crazy to them. They're like, this guy's insane, and it's fun. <laughs> Cause they don't know me. They, they get to know me. Then they know it's true. I am insane. <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's fun. They eventually figure it out. They're like, Oh, he's one of them crayon eaters. What's your favorite color? I was like rainbow. Yeah. That's rainbow. the good one. 
Yeah. One of the guys who kept giving me a... I usually tell him blueberry. A blueberry? Blueberry. No, blue. Just tell him blue. I'm like, what does it taste like? And you say, uh, duh, blue, stupid. <laughs> or I like to tell him it's blue raspberry. Yeah. See, that's far too imagine. You just got to give him a blank, like, simple, like, it tastes like red, stupid. <laughs> There's a, a guy there, one of our meetings we had, there was this donation box outside where it's like, you know, school supplies for kids. Well, on the way by one day, I grabbed a box of crayons. We're in the middle of the meeting. This guy kept giving me craps up towards the front. And uh, I look at him, grab this box of crayons out of my pocket, you know, look at him. I was like, act surprised and looked at him, kind of showed it to him. He gets this big old smile on his face. And I open it up and start shaking it like, you know, it's a bag of nuts and you're looking for the right one, you know, and finally right. pull one out and look at it, look surprised. I'm like, ooh. You know, he looks at me, starts kind of like laughing, trying to hold it in. And I just take a big old bite out of it, <laughs> snap it in half, and pretend I'm chewing on it. Stick it up in my gums, pretend I'm chewing it. He's up there like losing this shit, trying not to laugh. And some other people next to me like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you eating a crayon? I'm like, yeah, it tastes good. You want one? Like, what? What's your problem? I think I he told... never messed me again after that. Oh, great. I convinced... My brother and sister that the brown one was like this amazing flavor. Like everyone thinks it's shit, but it's like I <laughs> told them it was like some like amazing flavor. I'm like everyone thinks it's shit, but it's actually this. It's this lie we've been telling you guys for years, so we can get more. That's and outstanding. Like, the eight counts better than the sixteen count because the sixteen count one comes with a black, and that's black licorice. That's bullshit flavor. Nobody likes black licorice. Um, that being said, surprise button time. You pressed it twice, so it turned off. Oh, so it's like a half? Yeah, so when you, like, watch right there, when you press it, it'll give you the countdown of how much time is left, and if you press it the second time, it goes away. Oh, okay. We're learning more, except for what sounds we're making. Yeah. We pressed orange that time, so. Weren't you glad you didn't say banana? That's a good one. That is a good one. My kids like that one. Oh, they know that one? Damn. Yeah, they do. They do. They got a couple of good ones. Henry's got a whole book of, like, Halloween jokes. He likes Halloween and loves jokes, so it's perfect for him. That is perfect. So let's see what else. We were talking about the Hoover Dam. That was good. That was, oof. You know, they say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's fine because the Hoover Dam's not in Vegas. We'll talk about this one. Um Man, so many fun things happened on that trip. <laughs> one of our beloved sergeants came out of our hotel room one day after a long night of drinking, because there were many, and he vomited all over the grass in front of his his hotel room. Because when you stay in an Air Force base, you stay in hotel rooms. And uh, the, the, the vomit, like, ate all the grass, and it was a bare spot there for, like, the rest of the time we were there. The grass wouldn't grow back again. It's like, that was awesome. Anyways, so... Steven here and I went to the Hoover Dam. Like, it was on a whim. Like, let's yeah. go. And he had the hazmat truck. Did we take that thing off-roading out there in the desert, too? Probably. I think Haas was with this, wasn't he? No, because Haas didn't come on off eval. Who the heck was out there with this? Was Ryan there? Ryan was there. Because yeah. Ryan Truman and I, we went out quite a bit. Ryan and Truman went to, uh, was it the Spearmint Rhino every night? 
They went to, yeah, they went out a lot. No, they literally went to the same strip club every night. Uh, and they go to the casinos. No, they went to the strip club because they were friends with all the strippers by the end of it. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. Because you know how Ryan can be friends with yeah. anyone? Yeah. Like, he literally made friends with the entire strip club. They went to the strip club every night. I was just trying to honor the what happened in Vegas days and Vegas things. Apparently, Steven's got to tell all. Oh, Ryan will tell you. He's very <laughs> honest about it. Uh, He's like, yeah, I'm friends with them. This is Carla, and she's, like, the best. <laughs> like, when he got out and, like, drove back across the country to like, Oregon, oh, like, he, like, stopped, I'll like, hung out kids. With we hang out together. You know, we just go watch movies. We trade parenting them. advice. <laughs> I critique her on her dances. I don't, I don't know if they dance anymore. <laughs> I don't know if he still talks to anybody anymore, but I remember, like, he was, like, randomly texting them, like, like, oh, yeah, I'm talking like so-and-so. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like, oh, she's from Vegas. I'm like, okay. Huh. Tell me more. Old Vegas. Who was that one sergeant from Mal's or Mag who was like the NDI tech who came oh. out there? He was fucking wild. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember his name. No, I just remember like he went out with us one night. He disappeared, disappeared yeah. and then he came back the next morning, and he had, like, this wild story of, like, I met this black family, and I spent yeah. the night with them, and it was just like. Sorry, did you say that again? <laughs> Damn it, watch. What the fuck? AI spying on you. AI, you're going to have to wait to hear this podcast. Fuck you. Oh, I forget his name. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah. But, yeah, the Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Just like, I don't know where. We're like, let's go to the Hoover Dam. It was the middle of the night, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And we drive out there. I don't know if we even had directions. No, we just kind of went, it's got to be this way. And we found it. Yeah. And then, like, this is, you know, after 9-11 and everything like that, so they had heightened security. They had guard shacks at each side of it on the road where they'd check you after a certain time when you're going through and they'd log you through one way or the other, right? Yep. We talked to the security guard and... um He's like, oh, yeah, technically it's closed, you know. It's like, you guys aren't supposed to stop, you know. I'm supposed to call you through the other side. I was like, oh, man. It's like, we'll just drive through and come back. He goes, well, it's like, no, it's fine. He's like, just how long you guys think you're going to be? We're like, I don't know. It's like, just walk around maybe 30 minutes out there tops. He's like, yeah. It's like, all right, just go out there. He's like, you should be good. Nobody's going to be coming by. We also flashed our military yeah, IDs. Yeah, we showed him our military IDs. Yeah, and that's made all the difference in the world. He goes, oh, you know what? I ain't got to worry about you guys. He's like, yeah, go out there. He's like, you got 30 minutes. Just whenever you're done, come back. We're like, awesome. Sweet. So we go out there. We're looking after. We're thinking about throwing shit off. We're like, no, we can't do that. But there's this ledge out there, you know. I think I've got like a one of the few pictures I have. We did take pictures. Where it says no standing, and we got our feet right next to the thing. It says no standing. Yep. And it's a huge drop off down the edge of the dam. It's like, but, oh, you know, yes. we're young and fearless, and we can't see, like, how far th our death is. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. And we're just, like, smiling like idiots. Survived it. Many close brushes. There'll be many more. The more you survive, the more invincible you feel. But, yeah, that was hilarious. We were taking pictures of the no standing on ledge, and and eventually, like, yeah, that's cool. And then we just drove back and thanked the guy and then went on with their business. That was the Hoover Dam. Climbing on, on, on walls to say no standing. By the way, the Hoover Dam was off limits on our fucking IP valve. It was? Yeah, they told us we weren't allowed to go to the Hoover Dam. Why? Because it was like, quote unquote, out of bounds or too far away. Oh, that sure stopped us. 
Yeah. Kind of like on our 96, like they had the little bullseye map. They were like, oh, you can't leave past this circle. Every 96 I had, I'd be driving back to Illinois to see, see Dude, the old I lady. I drove back to Fredonia so many fucking times. You came, to, you, say, you came to Southern Illinois with me one time. Yeah, more than once. Yeah, just straight shot, just get off work, keep driving. Man, there's one time I thought I was screwed. I was going like, I don't know, 100 and something, down 40. And there's this part right past when you get to North Carolina where the speed limit just drops down to like 55. Um, and then they've got, like, they don't have highway patrol there patrolling. They've got actually, like, their local police or the county, like, patrolling it. And they just, I guess it's a big revenue trap for them. It's like, why else would you have that speed limit in this one small section? And why would there always be a cop there other than revenue? Well, I was flying through that thing. <laughs> and I see this cop, and I was like, oh, crap. I was like, do I keep going faster or do I stop? I was like, I just pulled over. I was like, I'm done for. It's like, I ain't outrunning him. He's going to see me. You know, there's been many times I've discretionarily taken an exit, you know, and waited for the cop to catch me. But he never saw me or caught back up or didn't want to stop me, I guess. And, uh, you know, he kept driving. So I figured, you know, it was good to go. But this time I just stopped. I was like, I'm done. I was like, oh, man, this is just right out of bounds, too, for it. And uh, I got a ticket. The cop comes up. He goes, you have any idea how fast you're going? I was like, yeah, there's a good song on the radio. I was going pretty fast. I didn't see my speedometer until I seen you. And I was like, and I looked at it, and I was like, yeah. I was, it's like, can we say 90? He goes, this is more than 90. I caught you at least 96 before you slammed on your brakes. I was like, yeah. I was like, just trying to get back to my base. You know, I always do the military thing out. Right. It worked a lot, but not when you're going 90. He's like, <laughs> This is reckless driving. He's like, I could take you in right now. I was like, oh, shit. You know, I was like, I'm yep. done. He's like, well, I'm going to write you down to, you know, just under the, the spot to where it's under that. And then he's like, you're going to have a big fine. But I was like, I appreciate that. I was like, you know, I, I thought it would be cool if you let me off, but I can't be bad at this. You know, I was, I was wrong and you caught me. And uh, so he uh, let me off that. And then finally I was like, Oh crap! This is like gotta appear in court. So then again, I'm like, oh crap! Now I gotta figure out what to do. Well, I went and talked to one of our supervisors. About it. I was like, yeah, listen, here's here's what's going on. He goes, he's like, you're gonna have to leave work. He's like, the command's gonna have to know about it. You know all this other stuff. He goes, you know, he's like, this is what's this is what's supposed to happen. You gotta you know notify the command. You'll get in trouble. They're gonna write you up for. It's like for a speeding ticket. It's like yeah, you gotta go to court over. It's like man, this is crap. And I, I don't know if this was – I lost my license for speeding tickets there for a while. I was bad. I had a heavy foot. Still probably do. But um, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's, you know, it's no good. But he's like, hey, call one of them traffic lawyers. See if they can go there for you. He's like, I think you can go in your stay, you know, or if you got a lawyer, they can represent you. You don't have to show up. So I did that. I called one. I was like, hey, uh, I need representation. I got to appear in court. Can you guys go there for me? He's like – yeah, we'll take care of it. He's like, we'll probably get you down to like, you know, under 10 or something like that, court supervision or something like that. And it'll cost you like 150 bucks. Like, that's not bad. You know, that's, he's like, and you have to pay court fines and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll, all in all, it's 250 I was like, that's the price of the whole ticket of what it is now. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah, kept on his word about it, did everything he said that, got it moved down. I was like, man, that's the way to go, you know, get a lawyer. Fuck yeah. yeah. So it worked out. I didn't get screwed over, didn't get NJP, nothing like that. It's like that worked out. Then I lost my license a little bit later after that for too many tickets. 
in a certain amount of time in the state of Illinois before you turn 21. If you had so many tickets before then, you suspend your license for six months or something like that, which they did. And then, yeah, I don't think I really stopped me from driving. I don't, I don't remember you ever stopped driving. Yeah, I don't remember it really having too much of an effect on me. I may have hitched rides for a little bit. I don't know. I don't remember. But I did lose my license for a little bit. I got my base driving privileges revoked for a little bit. Oh, yeah? What'd you do that? Uh, Cell phone usage or something? Probably something dumb where it's just like, damn it, I can't drive. And they like they were going to take my, um, you know, base sticker off of it. But Staff Sergeant Chris was like, no, because I have two other Marines in, in this shop that use his car too, which was Haas and Pumphrey. And they legitimately yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they pretty much, he pretty much convinced them to, like, make me do volunteer work somewhere. Huh. And, like, that's what I did. Restitution. Pretty much. Old Danny Pumphrey, he came up uh, one trip. We came up here. We went and picked his motorcycle up and brought it back because he's from Lincoln, Illinois. And just right, it's right down the road from where I lived at the time, or where I was from, where my family is. And um, we drove back, and it was like a blizzard or something like that in Kentucky. And we were just flying by. I think we uh, used Hawes' truck for that one. Oh, I remember the story. Hawes had my Monte Carlo. I think something ended up happening with uh, Hawes' truck or something like that. I don't remember. I think Danny had to fix it or something like that. Yeah, we drove that thing all the way back. That was, was this the one where there was the snowstorm, and so you guys got, like, trapped behind people, so you put it in, like, four low and then sped down the median? Yep, yep. Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, and then well, Le- that's what Leroy got pissed about. He's like, you motherfuckers did that in four low? I don't remember exactly. I think it was four low was the thing he was pissed about. Like, you went I can't 50 say and four idea. low down the median. <laughs> can't say it was really my idea, but, you know. I can imagine I, it I wasn't not ag- being. I wasn't against it. It's like we were kind of, you know, in in odds. Got to get back. My family was all like, we went to like, it was Christmas or something like that. And they're like, you were in that blizzard? They had like traffic stop for miles. Like, yeah, we saw it as we passed them. (laughs) 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 They said the interstate was closed. Like pretty much. (laughs) We we blasted right through that. And then on the way back in North Carolina, there's like a dusting of snow. That may have been. Or was that? This be up by like Asheville? This was like a. Like Greensboro, okay. Yeah, maybe it was when you were with me. Somebody was with me, and I was just whipping by these cars. And they were like, in North Carolina, you get any rain or even the slightest bit of snow, and people freak out. And uh, it was like a small dusting of snow on the road. And I'm going like 55, 60 past them, and uh, maybe even faster than that. And they're like, got their flashers on. And one of them, I passed plenty of room, you know. Not even close to them. And as soon as I get past them, they, like, slammed on their brakes, skid sideways, and then drove straight in the ditch. I was like, what are these people doing? What the fuck? Like, this this is hardly any snow. You guys are freaking out driving off the road. Do you remember? So we would have been at VMAX night crew, like, the night that it just randomly started snowing. At, like, midnight. And, like, but we were done. Staff Sergeant White was doing maintenance control back then, and he wouldn't let us go home because it was snowing. And like, we're, well, I remember me and Ryan were there. Oh, like, we were a bitch. 
dancing outside in the snow, trying to collect snowflakes on her tongue because there was nothing else to do. Maintenance was over. Like, we were done for the night, but he wouldn't let us go home because it was too dangerous to drive. The snow was melting as it hit the fucking ground. That's hilarious. And we were just like, what the fuck? And Ryan's, like, looking at him. He's just like, dude, I'm from Oregon where it snows regularly. I have a Ford Bronco with four-wheel drive, and the barracks is not even a mile away. He's like, nope, it's too dangerous. You can't drive in these conditions. And we're just like, it's like the equivalent of sprinkling for You ever snow. heard of the Frozen Chosen? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> like, this is just unheard of to me where it's just like, You're lucky Tuesday's you don't a fucking frostbite. blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> just like I'm like I I like all I can do is dance in the snow and catch snowflakes on my tongue because I guess I don't control my own destiny anymore and people don't know how to drive in fucking snow. I thought this was America. <laughs> it's like, bro, my dandruff could coat a pavement more than this snow can. Exactly. <laughs> oh, head and shoulders will take care of this. <laughs> hey, when the 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 benefits obviously didn't outweigh the risk. ORM, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to practice ORM. Now, if it were for a mission, you know, ah, yeah, you got to do it. Oh, yeah. It's just you going home, though. That's not important. No, no. Apparently mission accomplishment. Sleep. You know, they get their priorities. Mission accomplishment and then troop. What was that troop? Maybe welfare? No, they never did that. No. Hazing. Troop hazing. Mission accomplishment and troop hazing. <laughs> School is important. Machine guns are important her. <laughs> 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 oh man. And that's how I joined the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> Take this test. What is this? Awesome. <laughs> Welcome aboard, son. Here's your crayons. <laughs> I feel like that should be a requirement. I want, you know, I want to go redo all my MCIs in crayon. I had a bunch of those for a while. I got rid of all of them, but just the books. Right. I was like, "Oh, these these might be something someday." And I, like one day I looked at them and was like, this is stupid. I was like, <laughs> spelling for Marines or math for Marines? Finance for Marines. I looked at it. I was like, good God. I was like, nope, throwing this in the trash. <laughs> I think I did uh, like M1A1 Abrams. I did a bunch of weird stuff like yeah. that. Too. Like reverse osmosis water purification unit one. Really? They yeah, had that? They That's had awesome. That one. But it was the whole system, I guess, was like obsolete or something. Which makes sense. I found that from, uh, was it? Jason Bedell, wasn't he like a, did something with that? I have no idea. I think he did something with that before, but I was doing the MCI. He was like, he's like, he was like from like Brooklyn or something. He's like, man, bro, this shit's all whack anyways. He's like, <laughs> he's, he, oh, God, I loved him. Oh, he was great. He's like, this shit's whack, man. He's like, it's, this, they didn't even use this shit no more. It's all garbage. I was like, huh. <laughs> I'm going to learn about it anyways, because why not? I thought he was from Long Island. He was from somewhere up there. But, man, that dude was awesome. He was great. great. Yeah. Uh, I used to, Kelleher used to bring me to, like, uh, motocross or dirt biking. Like, uh -huh. when he would go, he'd be like, do you just want to go? I'm like, sure. Like, I got nothing better to do this morning. And then we'd meet Bedell there. And, like, yeah. Bedell would just be, like, doing those big jumps and stuff on his motocross bike. And then he'd be like, fall. <laughs> <laughs> And never he, stopped him, though. Never stopped him. And he's just like, ah, kind of hurt my ankle. Yeah, there's something. <laughs> then Monday, you'd see him at work, and he'd just be, like, limping around in, like, one of those boots like you had, <laughs> and you'd just be like, 
wasn't that bad, huh? He's like, shut the fuck up. You didn't see anything. I'm like, damn right. See what? But now we're I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't anywhere near Half Moon Motocross Park. A lot of solid dudes that we worked with and and chicks, too. Yep. A lot of good people. Uh, You know, I really like the the civilian crew that we had. You know, Jim, Frabbit, you know, Ken, um, Kevin, uh, uh, Gunny Miller. What was his first name? Oh, fuck. Oh, I'll think of it. But they were great, like, especially when, when they would just get on shit talk and all the higher-ups in there because they were all, like, retired, like, you know, gunnery sergeant. Ken was an E8, sergeant. right? Uh, he was, like, a he was a mass sergeant or uh, a I'm master. I'm sure Ken gunner. was an E8. I also remembered you weren't shit until you could learn how to speak Ken. Yeah. But yeah. Actually, what you got to hear is what you see, what you see here is we got this, and it's like, I understand you now. I at first, you're I, like, wait, whoa. what? But the dude was a genius. Yes, he was. He was like a. He was an aeronautical genius. Yeah, and I love sitting there like uh, when they have those like uh, conferences with Boeing about like certain things that were like constantly screwing up, like for like you know the new block mods that they'd put out and changes and whatnot. They'd you know we get to have inputs, and a lot of the, the guys who, filling guys like Ken, would be on, it, and he'd be like basically basically what we have here is this is garbage, <laughs> and you tell what's all wrong yep. and stuff, or or we'd have a part on there where. Oh, like the hide three swivels. Like this component is all the size of the hole that you access it in. And you can't take anything off or tighten it right with the, the, the access panel you have. Like you can't get a torque wrench in there. It just doesn't have the room for it. You know, it's painstakingly slow, awkward contortionist of an area to work in. And they were failing at a, at a higher rate, you know, all at once. And then the engineers were like, well... That, that component was designed to never fail or something like that. It was like, well, now it is. And then, you know, like, well, we can't get in here and, you know, fix it. We got, you know, space limitations. Like, well, it worked on the computer generation you know, simulation or computer. What they did reference the computer. Be like, well, in real life, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. I think there was one point where uh, Leroy was wrenching on something. I want to say in the wing or the um, uh, the wing stow area. And, like, some engineer from Boeing just happened to be walking through. He's like, hey, Marine, what are you working on? He's like, this fucking thing. He's like, oh, I designed that. Well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the... But he said it in, like, the most Leroy way you could, like, say that you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's like... And his, like, half New England, half South Carolina accent. Like, you're a fucking idiot. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I loved it whenever Ava would call me, too. Be like, hey, uh, we got it uh, stuck in an undefined state. Like, can you come help us? Not override stuff left and right. You know, be like, oh, can you do that? I was like, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys fucked up when you gave me my QA stamp. <laughs> My favorite Avi thing that they ever did that was retarded was uh, I'm not sure if you were there yet then because this was pretty early. It was, hey, you guys need to change out a um, swashblade actuator. All right, fine. Change out the swashblade actuator. Same code. Same code happens when we put it in. All right, well, I guess that swashblade actuator is bad. All right, well, guess we'll change it out again. What are the odds? 
What are the odds? <laughs> Third swash plate actuator goes in. Still bad. Oh, man, the swash plate actuator is bad. You guys got to change it. Okay, at this point, we're pretty sure that the swash plate actuators are fine and you guys need to start chasing wires. And like, I think it was Staff Sergeant Barr? Burr? Who was the one that went? Gunny Burr was in our uh, airframer. Was he a gunny? The one that went to the drill field in San Diego? I'm pretty sure he's a gunny, yeah. Okay, well, anyways, him and one of the AVI staff sergeants, like, were having it out in maintenance control. Yeah. About, like, if it's a wire that they need to troubleshoot or if it's a swash plate actuator, and I'm pretty sure that Burr was ready to fucking kill him. <laughs> I mean, it gets that way, though. Like, there's there's one time we had a... The troubleshooting says it's this. Well, you need to do an actual job. We had a rotor positioning unit giving us problem after problem. And uh, it was it was not, it was like indexing, and then when it went to lock, it wouldn't lock. And then I forget what it was, but they're like, oh, well, if I metered all the pins on it, it's good. Uh, we did a, a, a TAR, or whatever those were at the time. Freaking my, yeah, TAR. Uh, was it a TAR? I can't remember the name of it. Sounds right. Maybe. Something action report. I can't remember. But it's basically yeah. going, you request, you know, assistance from the tech service guys. and Technical assistance request? Request. Something like, something, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. And uh, they came back like, oh, well, you know, switch it out with a known good one and then go from there. I was like, well, that's fine. We had them switching it out. Well, I started checking out the historicals, and I noticed that one of the weight-on-wheel switches uh, had been changed out like three weeks before all this. And part of the process it goes through is checking, you know, the weight-on-wheel switch because when it's weight off wheels, it disengages it. So if you have a, a dysfunctional weight-on-wheel switch, it's, you know, going to mess up that process. And I was like, huh. So I went and talked to him. I said, there's there's a particular sergeant in there. I was like, hey, how about you guys go check that switch? He goes, hey, how about you go fuck off? <laughs> so we had it out for a while. I was like, what, uh. what's, what's the hurt in this, man? I was like, you guys could switch out the switch. He's like, yeah, we got to jack and cycle it and all that stuff. I was like, we've already changed this out, and it doesn't work still. We're sitting here, sitting here waiting, playing grab-ass bullshit. It's like, let's go check this out. Well, finally, like a week later, they go and decide to check the switches. And they found out it was a bad weight on the wheel switch. And after all that, I just kind of look up. was like, well, holy shit. And it went so perfect because weight on wheel acronym is, you know. Wow. And that's all I said. Wow. Who would have thought that and looked right at it? I was like, wow, it's a weight on wheel switch. So, yeah, it's frustrating that. But, you know, you can't be. It was a new new platform. You can't stay mad at long for people like that. You know, because, I mean, you miss. You miss wire two things and before you know it, you got an aircraft taken off on itself <laughs> mistakes were made mistakes have been made and then when that happens and you piss off somebody in there they tell you you got to go work all day then you're on guard duty at night to make sure uh you know you you protect it from the paparazzi that's sure they're gonna go out there and take pictures and ruin the program and not talk to reporters about it and all this whole nine and we're gonna park a bunch of aircraft around it in a circle to protect it from being seen from any prying eyes or or malicious reporters going out there. That was hilarious. I was on vacation when that happened. 
I was the day it happened. I was actually you know, like, I was at the dentist or something like that. And I come back, and everybody's like, oh, aircraft took off on itself, and it crash landed, it broke the wing off. I got there, and I was like, wow, that's impressive. Dude, I remember I was on leave, because it was like a random whatever, and I was, I was on leave. I was like, I come back, and I was just like, why is everyone so glum? You look like a fucking aircraft crashed or something. Yeah. They're like, it did. I'm like, what? Nobody died, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was a good thing. Aircraft can be replaced, but I could say that was probably... A class A mishap. <laughs> yeah. I think across that million dollar threshold. Easy to do on that aircraft when you're paying like, was it $400,000 for a windshield or something stupid? How much was a swash plate actuator in cost? Those were a lot. Was it like 1.7 mil? I don't know if it was that much. But that was one of those things where it's like, I forget, they everything went down. I remember gimbal bolts being expensive. Yep. Like $15,000 a pop and you change what, four Mary time to do an engine drop? One-time use, they drop down. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's what they do is they, they try to recoup their costs for everything beforehand. So anything, you know, during the development process, they don't come up with a loss. So it gets increasingly cheaper as it goes on when they go full production and have a supply system and things get used. And then you'll have things getting rebuilt, like the swashblade actuators. Um but I don't know. They figured they'd have some sort of warranty on that. But, you know, that's probably not how the government works. Like, we're just going to pay our contractors more and more money because we invest in them. Because we want them to succeed. And if they fail, the economy fails. I can't get my six-figure job when I get out. Yep. That was impressive seeing how many of the people that were involved in that process of the Osprey when they got out had these nice cush jobs they landed with these contractors that they went through. That was... That's an interesting thing to look into sometime. Like, oh, this guy had a hand in it, and he works for Raytheon, making a lot of money. Or Bell, or Boeing, or one of the other many places that went through it. Either way, though, um, that was an interesting I wanted to place. get into Moog when I got out. What? Moog? What I wanted. Moog? They make all the hydraulics. Oh, okay. Like oh, all yeah, the actuators. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember seeing that on the tags. Yeah, because that was uh, up by Buffalo. Okay, there's one of the guys that we, that one of our civilians, Stark, he went down and did hydraulic testing down in like Tex or something like that, making bank. Just for hooking stuff up and testing it and then unhooking it. That sounded pretty cool. He's one of our early civilian guys. Jim Frabbit, though. Man, he was a legend. He was a legend. Going out to uh, the All Night Diner afterwards, too, after work. Just have him talk at shell time. He, he would be harder on. The newer guys than anybody else. That old Vietnam era, like, Marine that was in him just, oh, man. Like, he, he beat the shit out of some of us a couple of times. Did he ever tell you his stories when he was a young, like, Lance Corporal Corporal and, like, the barracks that he was at was 4010, which was our schoolhouse barracks? They were all condemned. And torn down. Yeah, 4010, 4020, like. And 4025. 4025, yeah, all torn down. Yeah, I know, Leroy told me. Yep, asbestos, roaches. There's you know, one time like, I was did, sleeping uh, all night. Roach. Did, did Rabbit ever tell you like his stories from when he was like our rank? Uh. Uh-uh. uh Well, you know, it was like the 70s and 80s then, or whatever, and they didn't have a way to test for weed, so everyone was just smoking weed like a motherfucker. Oh. Uh. Yeah. 
Like, cause you know, also back then you could smoke cigarettes in your barracks room. You didn't have to go outside for it. Yeah. So they were all just smoking cigarettes and smoking weed and getting drunk right in the fucking barracks. I was like, God damn. Good times. It's wild. Yeah. Well, at our first command, you could smoke weed because when everybody tests positive for it, they just sweep it under the rug. (laughs) (laughs) This program's too important. We have to let this one go. (laughs) That's like 90% of our workforce. Uh, Oh, oh, he he ended up being the assistant commandant, didn't he? Walters? Was it Walter? Glenn? Was Was his name? Uh, yeah, Glenn Walters was the assistant commandant for a while. Yeah, and he was pissed. <laughs> he had, we had that formation. <laughs> I was fairly new, and I was like, what's going on? I uh, figured it out eventually. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and that was like one of the height of changing out gearboxes left and right. We got good at that. <sighs> I got good at modexing. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, hey, we're getting a new aircraft. Yeah, I'm painting something today. A lot of that. I got good at signing off all your guys' maps, too. You come in and be like, hey, I need some stuff signed off. Like, let's go. Just click, 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 click. I'd have it all ready for him. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just got to go look at it, touch the paint, tell me we're good. Yep. Have to QA stuff for you, those panels and the hub. Was it uh, the year release? Where the 365 day inspections? Yeah. Go out there and QA all those panels. Yeah, me and Bates were talking about that not long ago. Like, this is a two-day inspection. Shift. Got it done in a fucking shift. I mean, you look at the stuff that they do, though. That was when they put that on the uh, old PEDs. That was, like, them taking their sweet time and, like, you know, it was was way higher than what it should have been. But we did do some stuff, though, at record speed, though. Well, also, like, at that point... Those 365-day inspections were the first ones that those ever had. They were one-year-old aircraft. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we'll look through all these parts that they want us to look through, but what are the chances this thing's already going to have corrosion? By the way, it's carbon fiber, so like the only things I have to look for are like look at the – there's a few random bolts under everything, and it's just like, all right, well, the skin's obviously not going to have a problem, whatever. Well, then the cells – they got the belly panels in those cells for what titanium. Yep. I remember how excited you were when you found a lower crude door bolt that was uh, uh, corroded. So you got to down the fleet and issue a one-time inspection of every aircraft. It wasn't over a corroded bolt. It was a lower crude door bolt. It wasn't the only one that you ever downed the fleet for, but you got very excited for that one because you came running in the shop. You're like, I found corrosion. I'm like... I don't think Where? we ever down anything for corrosion. You did. You did for and that. I, I couldn't. But I, it was night crew, so it didn't fucking matter. And the fleet was our unit. We couldn't uh, issue conditional inspections and down fleets like that. It'd have to go through a process. But there were there were times where there was a. No, I remember because you found it, and then I had to check every crew door bolt on every bird, and there was a math for it. Huh. I don't remember. There's a lot of stuff that... It took me like 30 minutes, but, you know, whatever. We'd find, you know, trends of, of, of downing-type discrepancies from, you know, just 
I would I would say they they used the wrong material, like certain bushings they put in certain areas that they, they changed them out, like on diagonal braces. I think they did something like that. They uh, beefed them up or changed out the bushing and changed those on all the aircraft eventually. But we'd find like common trends on stuff like that. That thing vibrated the shit out of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some diagonal braces. There was a diagonal brace that I guarantee you they're probably still having problems for is I remember it on the inside of the uh, nacelle towards the wing. It was in a precarious spot, but I noticed on a lot of them, you know, the old wear grease, you know, everywhere and finding a lot of stuff loose on them. I don't know whatever came of that, but I think they are pretty mad when I pointed that one out because I don't think that was something that was supposed to be a quick fix or something like that. I was like, I really don't give a shit. We're not going to crash aircraft. Mm-hmm. It's more important. We have we've had we had too many problems before then. Like, you know, hung landing gear. That was fun. We got really good at that for a while. Like I don't So our procedures for landing for people who don't know is we land them on mattresses. Mattress stack, two mattress, one piece of plywood, two mattress, one piece of plywood. Three quarter inch plywood. You forgot the pallets. Oh yeah, the pallets are on the bottom. And then you have these giant um like toe. Not toe straps, straps. But yeah, like the truck ones, which are like two and a half, three inches wide. And it equals 48 inches in height, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, you have to crank them down to that. Yeah. Because, like, it's, like, taller than you when you start. And then you, like, crank it down to, like, four foot. What E-Rack was that? Name the E-Rack. Oh, fuck. I have no idea. You're going to have to tell me. I don't remember. It's on tip of my brain. I can't think of it. Irrelevant, though. It's just a number. Pretty much. about it memorized. 91 foot-pounds, though. And then, yeah, so you have just, like, stacks of those just ready to go in case of anything that requires uh, a landing. And, uh, yeah, in the event that there's a hung landing gear, which is one of the main things we dealt with, you go stack them out in a certain way out on the runway for them to go set it down on. Yeah. Yeah. 91 to 108 foot-pounds, I believe, was the swashplate actuator and bolt torque. Why do you remember that? I don't know. Because we changed out a lot of swashplate actuators. The only thing I remember is Navair 01-TAC-1 Alpha-TAC-509. I changed out a swashplate actuator in every configuration, and even the configurations you're not supposed to be able to change them out in. That's fucking impressive. We did it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so are you talking about interior airplane mode? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it, Steve. No, I want to hear about it now. How did you get your hand in there? The swash plate actuator is longer than your arm. We had we had almost every single uh, configuration. We pulled them out. Some, I forget reason why, but there's maybe like certain FOMs or something like that. We'd figure out ways around it, which wasn't necessarily textbook oh you know what i think would be the worst way to do it blade fold wing stow interior swashplate actuator i think we did that one i think it's possible it's possible because, but it would suck well it wasn't the head was already removed it was for a did we have to pull those for the gearbox r&r i think we just had to pull that top one I think you're right, yeah. Just the top. Yeah, I think it says to move all of them, but for some reason I feel like me and uh, Gunny Garcia pulled one out in some weird state down in Florida. We're just like, can we do it this way? It's like, one way to find out. (laughs) 
That was when we had We're that record fucking gearbox R and R where we did it in like two days. Nice. Like from start to ground turn, two days. They were threatening to take our ninety six. We're like, hell no. We're How getting this you. bird back. <laughs> We're getting our four day weekend, you bitches. But um Yeah. What were we talking about before? We we got on loop. Um Spaghetti? No. Landing aircraft on mattresses. Yes. So that was always something fun that uh you know, you were I ended up getting put in some sort of capacity of that for the was it emergency reclamation team? Yep, that's the name of it. Uh like I was a assistant leader for it or something like that. Hawes was in charge of it and I was in charge of it at one point in time, then you were in charge of it and I got in charge of it somehow. Yeah, like it was a fucking we didn't start the fire ring around the rosy of who was in charge of it. Yeah. Rizzo was it for a while. Yeah. I remember when Rizzo was I was always on the team. Because Rizzo uh, always taught me everything about it and told me what to do in the event of something happening. And then we didn't do any of that. Yeah, and then one never happened while I was in charge. The uh, There's a couple of different ones. One of them was we used to have this old technique, um, the old school way of doing it, where we'd have a lot of hung landing gear for the nose landing gear. And we had a big hooligan tool and a sledgehammer. And I did a couple of these with, I think, Dustin Foshing and uh, Kevin Henry. And, um, like, the first time I did it, and maybe Adam Wolf was out there uh, on one of them. Fuck yeah. But uh, I think I was with Adam and, and Dustin. And they they have us go out there, and, and I was help carry the tools out there. And then Dustin goes up there, and it's, like, hovering or something like that. Maybe it's him and Kevin. I can't remember who exactly. I'm almost positive Dustin, Dustin was there. Um and they take this hooligan tool up there. Oh, Rocky was at one of them, too. Green. There's several of them. Different guys out there. Uh, but the one I remember was Dustin goes up there, cracks that thing open with this hooligan uh, uh, tool, and then it pops the door down and then kicks half the door off. And then I think maybe Henry goes and Kevin Henry goes and picks that up off the ground while it's like the aircraft's still like hovering and it kicks up and just loads his hand up with uh, like carbon fiber splinters. Ooh. Like, yeah, that sucked. It was bleeding everywhere. It's cussing about that. But, you know, they landed, you know. The aircraft, the people were safe, minus that. Well, this one we went out to, uh, oh, I was the, uh, I had to do the static ground. That's what I was doing. I, I'd get the big plastic yeah. handle thing with the big hook on it. And you'd have that little clip you put to a tie down and you touch it to the landing gear. Um, that's my job. I, I was out there doing that. Um, so the last one we did, I think uh, Old Bones, Jeff Barton was out there, Micah Hauk. Uh, I was with this guy from Avine, last name McDonald, I think. It's a light skinned black dude. I think, yeah. We call him Mac. Um, yeah, I remember him. I remember him being Mac. What was his first name? Can't remember. And uh, there's a couple other guys. The only other guys from Ava I remember are Turner and King. Yeah. Uh, Rizzo was out there. And then uh, the lieutenant colonel, forget his name, but he was the XO, was out there. And he goes, we're not going to hover and fucking break this thing out. Instead, to protect the aircraft, we're going to go out there and hover on the main landing gear so it can be grounded and then you guys are going to go underneath it while it's doing essentially a fucking wheelie and break this landing gear out. So I'm like, huh, 
Didn't get this message. I go out there. I'm on the side of this aircraft with McDonald's, and we've got this grounding strap thing. Like, I don't know how. I guess we're just going to stomp this one end into the ground, and then I'm going to touch to the aircraft with this other end. It's like, I, I wish I had a landing gear pin or something to put in the ground. Or, uh, you know, we're staying out there. There's grass, and then they go to land. They're like, what the heck? And then they're just sitting there hovering and then going down their back wheels. And when they get them on the ground, these three guys go up underneath it, right? Well, the way the aircraft works, since we fly on uh, shipboard operations, remember those little wow switches? Yep. When they depress, it tells the aircraft to level off if you're going to try to land so you're not bouncing around on a ship, right? So when they get to a certain point of being depressed down, it wants it to level out and land. Well, these three guys were underneath it, getting ready to break this gear out. Then all of a sudden, this nose dips down like fast and i'm looking at these guys you know two of them kind of jumped out of the other way the other one i think it was micah like gets squished like not the point to where it's crushing him but it makes him a lot smaller than what he was like he couldn't get out the way then all of a sudden the pilots like just hit it like you can see the 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 blades like the wisp of air coming off them because they're cutting through the air fast they hit that throttle and went up quick um and the aircraft goes and takes off. Like, the fastest I've ever seen one lift up off in the air. And then all of a sudden, it kind of, like, drops, and then they bank down. They're coming towards us. So me and McDonald are like, oh, shit. We take off running. And this thing's coming down quick. And then it hits hard on its right landing gear and scrapes across and leaves about, like, a, a foot and a half gouge in the ground. And this thing looks like it's getting ready to, like, flip over. And uh, him and I are, like, running away from it, and we kind of, like, jump out of the way. And you just feel this hot air just, like, burn the back of our legs. And then the aircraft takes off again and flies off. And then, like, you know, they go and taxi over the runway. Well, this, you know, our XO at the time was like, oh, you know, we're not going to do that. It's a bad idea. It's like, oh, really? And we're all just like, what the fuck just happened, you know? <laughs> Who came up with this shit? So we go to climb through this ditch. You know, going across back the flight line, the XO jumps down into it and goes like knees deep in muck and just is covered in like mud all the way up to his knees. We all find a different way to walk around where we don't get in the mud. And he gets out of there and I'm talking to, I think it was Michael. He was like, What was that all about? He goes, They wanted us to, you know, do a wheelie, you know, so they could ground it. I was like, That's my job. I was like, Why don't we do it the way we always do? He's like, I don't know. It's what they said to do. Rizzo was out there for it. Like, what the hell happened? He goes, the XO just started telling us, you know, this, that, and the third. And I was like, man, that was crazy, you know. So then they decided that they're going to land on mattresses. Well, the mattresses we had, we're getting out there, you know. We set them up, never landed them on mattress before. We had our old way of doing things, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't read up on this E-Rack. So we take apart these mattress stacks to try to get them out there and then set them all up. Well, the aircraft just blowing them around they try to land and it moves it scoots across there so we start getting on the pad ice these little metal hooks in the ground that you tie down aircraft with we're starting to trying to ratchet them down to these pad ice and they're old and rusty and they're just breaking off one after the next <laughs> it's like what the fuck you know it's like how are we gonna do this you know why can't we why can't we do it the old way but we're military we have to follow we have to follow lead technically though at that point in time that lieutenant colonel out there the leader, this is how I know from being in charge of it, the leader of the emergency reclamation team needs to effectively tell them to fuck off and stay out of it. Billet proceeds tactfully. rank. Yes. So, tactfully, you tell them to fucking mind their own business and that they're not in control. They report directly to the CO, XO, acting, whatever. It doesn't matter. And even still, the CO 
needs to be respectful of the way things are ran, you know, because, you know, leave the experts up to what they do. Mm-hmm. We break doors off. We've done this, you know, not per procedure, but a lot better. Well, we land this poor son of a bitch aircraft on these mattresses, and this thing sags down all the way to the FLIR uh, bulb on the front. And it's just squashing these short stack of matches. They land, they get out. Now they're like, next problem. Uh, how do we get it off the mattresses? So they're in, they're like, we got all these captains and uh, warrant officers and, you know, hiring this staff. Like, oh, we can go get a, we can go get a big blow up thing from Crash Fire Rescue that they used to flip semis over. They're coming all this other bullshit. There's a couple of us out there on the flight line. Like, I talked to one of the, uh, the captains that was out there. He was, um, you know, I think he went, he was a old Mustang. I forget his name, but he went, uh, enlisted, was staff NCO, warrant officer to a captain. I said, hey, sir, uh, with all due respect, you guys want this up off the ground? Well, that's what we're trying to do. It was like, you want to go inside for a minute? He <laughs> <laughs> was what are you guys going to do? It was like, we're going to jack it up off the ground. And he's like, well, how do you plan on doing that? It's like, sometimes you need to ask less questions just to expect results, sir. He's like... All right, let's go. <laughs> he goes inside. We used a couple of 15-ton uh, axle jacks that are, like, singly jacking the nose landing gear, like one axle at a time. We put them underneath the main mounts because they barely squeezed in there. We jacked the hell out of both of those, got them up, used some wing jacks. Then we precariously balanced one of the jacks. <laughs> we used one of those jacks, took the other one out while it was on one. Okay. And then slid the main aircraft jack under that side, got that under there, jacked that one up, and then the other one like kind of did like a three-point jack on it and then had the wing blades on there. Wasn't really like... It doesn't sound sketchy, actually. Any sort of procedure whatsoever, but like there probably been some people who be like, oh, you can't jack on the wings that hard. It's like, well, they lift the whole fucking aircraft when they're flying, don't they? Yeah. I mean, granted, it's on a single point on the wing, but, you know, we're, we're using all the collective effort of... When they equipment. pull a prop rotor box or the engine, they put the wing on or the jack wing on, jack the, on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, compensate. Yeah. So we used a, a, a totality of jacks to get, and it worked. We got it up there. They didn't ask any questions. They're like, cool. But uh, the one that the wing broke, I got put on extra duty for that one. And uh, they're like, oh, you're going to protect us. Make sure nobody takes pictures. Yeah. So I had a bunch of people like, hey, man. I'm going to come out there and take pictures. Like, perfect. I'm on my spot this time. So we got pictures of it. <laughs> I still got them this day. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sold an exclusive to the news outlet. But how you go? Well, it's super top secret. We got a ring of aircraft where you won't be able to get a picture otherwise. So, Do you remember how many minutes. times they've ever told us, like, we can't mess up because we're in a fishbowl. Everyone's looking at us. Yeah. Well, that was I because. I I heard it once a week. That was because of, uh, I believe, Dick Cheney. You know, there's a bunch of, like, other stuff that go on. There's a guy who wrote uh, a book on the whole V-22. I remember. He was on The Daily Show. And there was some of it. And then he friended me on Facebook. Political controversy on that one, yeah. Yeah. That was why they didn't want it to be successful. However, being a maintainer. Did you know Dick Cheney tried to kill the program twice? Yes. Once in the 90s and the other time when we were in it? Yep. Yeah, I was I like, it's the only thing Dick Cheney couldn't kill, the Osprey. <laughs> I like telling people that. And they're like, who's Dick Cheney? I'm like, God, I hate you. That's awesome. Yes. Didn't he shoot somebody in the face? Yes. 
That's why I like to say it's the only thing that Dick Cheney couldn't kill. Well, he couldn't kill his friend either, but... Well, I mean, you know... I mean, I respect the man. He shot somebody in the face. And then that guy apologized to Dick Cheney. Exactly. That's a special kind of gangster right there. I apologize for getting shot in the face by you. I'm sorry I was in the way of your barrel. (laughs) Forget about you. I understand you're you're running a war here, and you're trying to make Halliburton more money, and I'm really (laughs) sorry I got in the way of your barrel, and now you're on the news for, for not having a heart and killing trying to kill me gangster <laughs> fucking savage is he still alive i don't know god damn he's got to be like 150 covid man he may have died from covid he's a fucking vampire in like a positive way he's a positive vampire i don't know about that but yeah that uh that that program was was interesting to say the least there's definitely something to say about having you know a lot of vibration and composites that you know hopefully they learned and fixed some of the things with that because that was something I was noticing a lot of issues with. I believe what you're referring to is delamination. Not necessarily just delamination per se, but like just wall wallering out holes. Oh yeah, 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 for like rivets and shit. Oh yeah, or any any spot where it's connected and had you know, yeah, rivets are a big one. Yep, oversized, I guess. So yeah, there's some well, some other interesting stories with all that. Oh, there was a time one caught on fire. Uh, that was when I was running the team. Uh, I get home from work. This was after like I think I got threatened to get in JP'd by the same guy like three times. I was going to school. Uh, I was working night shift. I pretty much stayed on night shift because all the people that had rank. Uh, and a quality assurance representative certification didn't want to work night shift. They had families and stuff, and I they outranked me, so I got stuck where they needed me 100% yep. of the time, which I was cool with that. And every time there was, like, a, a debt nobody had gone, I'd just say, just send me. I was cool with it, you know, fly me out there. If, like, a, something broke down somewhere, they could fly me there. I'd fix it. I had no problems with that. Um, a lot of people didn't want to spend any extra time doing that. I just, quite frankly, didn't care, and a job needed to get done, so I did it. But... All my school uh, was for the daytime, and I was working, like, uh, evenings, and I was able to do both. Well, they needed me to go. That's when they had three shifts for a while. Once we stood down at a unit, we had a a lot of people. They put me on the graveyard shift, like, late night. I was like, that's cool. They approved me to go to school, though, so I need to leave a little bit early every day. Um, Well, there was a particular person there that uh, didn't like me, wanted me to stay and miss school. Only one? Well, during that shift, yeah, there's there's multiple. There's there's yeah, this one at this time, yes, only one. I'm pretty sure he's in prison now. I can't speak for certain on that, but um, okay, he'd find jobs for me to do, like right when it was time for me to leave. I'd be like, listen, man, that's you send a CDI here. You got this guy here, whom I ranked. He's like, I told you to go do it. I was like, all right, cool. I delegate. I'd be like, hey, Corporal, go take care of that. And he was cool with it. He knew I had a place to be. He didn't make any deal of it. But this is one of his boys from his last unit that stood down, and he didn't want him to have to go. I was like. You know, that's fine, whatever. So I give you a heads up. So I'd stay late most time anyways and do whatever bull crap you wanted to. One day I had a test. I was like, I can't be late. I don't get any extra time. You know, I got to leave early. So this jackass sends me anyways. So I was like, I'm leaving, you know. Well, he comes out, starts hooping and hollering, talking about I didn't rate to wear the rank on my chest and slaps my patch off. I'm getting ready to fight this dude. And a good buddy of ours, uh, who the staff started running the shop at the time because our gunny was gone on training or whatever, like pretty much 
grabs me and pushes me through this door to this next shop where the civilians were and like tells me to go get dressed and get the fuck out of there you know because i was pretty heated and ready to go like uh, i was that point done like right yeah you bitch slap my patch off my chest let's go it's like <laughs> you can have this rank but i'm <laughs> i'm gonna hurt you <laughs> i was i'm hot. gonna earn my demotion bitch. i was hot you know and 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 our buddy you know pushes me through the door anyways after that happened he called out he's like yes bullshit it's like you're going to day shift they can figure it out we can save the mass that somebody else sign off on it you know if there's quality insurance stuff he's like you're promised this and this is when i was short anyways this was you know my last year in right and i think megan was living other times after we got married and he's like you're going to day shift go to school then come to work and then afterwards you can stay late and make up for your time if you want to you know if we need you I never had to stay. Like, they let me work day shift, come in after school, and they're like, take your time, go home, nail your wife, you know, do whatever. I was like, yeah. this is sweet, you know. So I was on day shift. Well, I get home one night, and uh, I get a phone call, and it's uh, Jorge. He's like, hey, man, we need you back here now. We had one catch on fire. It's like, motherfucker. It's like, you're not screwing with me, are you? He goes, I wouldn't mess around with you about this. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's like, all right, I'm on my way in. So I was like, I got to go. May not see you till tomorrow morning. Or maybe the next day. And that was the one that caught on fire out the LZ Phoenix. Yeah. Um, that was that was an uh, uh, interesting one. You know, wing burns off. They can't do anything about it. They, they were going to think about externally lifting another aircraft. They couldn't make the weight to do that. So their end result was, we're going to tow it down this state highway for like 20 miles away or something like that. Have a whole gang of people like lift stoplights up we're gonna tow it with a uh deuce and a half which is not rated to tow it so we might destroy it in the process you know like yeah, collateral damage no big deal and we're gonna cover this thing with a tank parachute you know yes <laughs> and, i do remember that too and then we're gonna put a brake rider in there uh i don't even think there was even brakes that worked on that thing i can't remember no we checked them they worked um and we're gonna communicate by radio with them so whole bunch of sketchy stuff new thing never done before i got a the captain maintenance control captain out there a master sergeant and then they're like yeah you're going to head this one up to you're a qa guy on this like oh okay it's like you're 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 a man of all things sketchy so this should be right up your alley you're in charge i was like awesome like the lowest ranking person out there with any sort of responsibility to squad you can send me so great i was like <laughs> so <laughs> I go out there, and we, it's all fine. It goes off without a hitch, but we get up to this intersection right for the interstate, and there's a gas station there. And a couple old times out there drinking coffee, and they're just kind of like, oh, look at this spectacle. It's like a, a parade for them with a bunch of stuff going by. They're just like, whoa, what's going on? Well, the captain in the front rolls down the window and goes, it's a boat. Now mind your own business. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a good one. That was that was a real good one. Yeah, a lot of those, uh, a lot of those, man, a lot of experiences in a short amount of time. And then right before I got out, the last thing I did that was a, a close to being a mishap related was we had a, an aircraft stuck, uh, in transition. Like it was at a forty-five. What do you mean it was stuck in transition? It didn't have enough hormones? It didn't identify as an Osprey anymore. What Was it an F-35 Lightning? That's the thing. Wow. That's, That's the thing. It was stuck. <laughs> no, it was like the nacelles were like at a 45-degree a, a angle or something like that. 
or maybe it was a little less than that. Like they were, it, it, we were we were worried about blade clearance when it landed. It was like that. We're like, well, we ran through some scenarios. It's like, well, you want to try to run them down and then go all the way back up, see if that works. Like, yeah, I don't think we're gonna do that. We're gonna just go ahead and try to land like this um, at a higher rate of speed. You know, we're going to Cherry Point. So we load everything up and we fly like all the way up to Cherry Point. You know, we're on the phones talking back to maintenance control. Finally, we get the hey, everything's good, everything's safe, no problems. Like, all right, we're worst case scenario expecting like we might have to, you know, go out there and secure what we can for an investigation or whatever. Um, or, you know, we're stuck with having to figure out what's wrong with it. So they successfully landed, did a download, we did some troubleshooting, came back, like, all right, we gotta change our swash or conversion actuator. And uh like it's at Cherry Point. So we go all the way up there and we're working, you know couple days up there um i can't remember if that was the one we're actually sleeping on the aircraft there's one of them we're just sleeping out there in between taking turns working on a job um but we got it all swapped out and fixed and i was qa for that one and that was that was great i was in a like i can't remember if i was in my flight suit or coveralls but i went up there to px because we didn't have any water like we ran out of water up there one of the PX and bought some water, and there's some gunnery sergeant in there. Right. He comes in. He's like, you ain't supposed to be wearing that. What unit are you in? I was like, my patch. Like, where are you from? I was like, New River. He goes, get out of my PX. I was like, I got to get water first. He's like, you're not hearing me. Get out of my PX. I was like, with all the respect, gunnery sergeant, my guys are going to drink. Do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't care. Like, I'm, I got like two weeks. Before I EAS, most people have turned in their stamp at that point in time. I'm out right. there changing the conversion actuator. So I've like very little give a fucks. And at this point in time, I'm seasoned with telling, you know, staff, non-commissioned officers, officers, no, like I'm not usually as big of a disrespect as I was in that situation. But, you know, it's kind of like, I ain't got time for you, dude. <laughs> well, he's mad about it. He called and then I got a talking to from somebody there. At the command, I was like, I, I, sorry, but I don't care. It's like, you can get mad at me for buying water from my Marines, yell away. It's like, have at it. You're like the guy who used to get mad at me for going getting breakfast because he couldn't figure out when to schedule PT and made him late for work every day and then told us he's going to come run us by the numbers at the barracks. Yeah, that was annoying. I was yep. like, I'll butt heads with anybody look out for my guys. Still will, always will. But I go out there and then, you know, the captain, the mass sergeant. Speaking of looking out for your guys, um, you're the motherfucker that wrote me up for a NAM, aren't you? I don't think so. I thought you said you were the one that wrote it up. Or somebody... Who wrote up my NAM? I've written up people for other things before, but they usually get bumped down to like a certificate of accommodation or something like that. Who wrote my NAM then? Because I thought that it was you this whole time. I don't remember. I can't take credit for something I don't know. Mm. I don't think I did. Maybe. I'm going to be asking some questions to some people. What was it for? Basically doing my job in hazmat. Running the shop as a corporal. I thought Hawes wrote you. Was it Hawes? I think Hawes wrote one for you. I'll ask. Because I got it my last day. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, this is awesome, but a kick in the teeth. <laughs> I don't remember. I think Hawes maybe. I wrote awards for some people. Most of the time they wouldn't do anything with them. Or, like, kick it down to a cert com or either way, though. Um, yeah, that's something that goes very seldom as recognition. 
but you don't do the job for recognition. Like anything I got, I didn't really care. It's like, yeah, this would be great if I was trying to promote, but uh, I'm getting out. So yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, this does kind of look nice. So if I do go get an NJP for like telling somebody off, <laughs> but, uh, we were out there on that flight line, changing that conversion actuator. And this master sergeant and captain comes out, and they're getting on our ass about getting it done. I was like, I went down there. I was like, two weeks left. Were they going to be petty enough legal hold me? I just looked, and I was like, listen. I was like, leave us alone. You shouldn't be out here bothering people while they're trying to do a job safely. That should be the main concern. It's like, I get it. We got a flight window we got to make before they close. We're busting ass. It's like, there's nothing new. We've always busted our ass. And nothing more, nothing less. It's like, that's that's our most operating. We, this is what we do every day. It's like, yep, we're going to handle it. We're going to do it as fast as we possibly can. We're not here to like lollygagging, you know, with our dicks in our hands, you know. And uh, the guy got, got kind of curt with them. And then one of them, the mass started, starts getting all mad at me for something. I was like, listen, man. It's like, he said something about, you know, something about getting promoted at some point in time because, you know, my attitudes can get me in trouble. It's like, I was like, I got two weeks left. You do what you got to do. Like, wait, what? It's like, I get out in two weeks. They, they were confused, you know. <laughs> They're like, wait, well, you're getting out? Well, why are you getting out? And I listed it to them. I was like, I didn't sign up. I was like, listen, man, when I joined the Marine Corps, my MOS was 9999. That's open contract. I was like, I didn't pick an aviation job. But I got it. You know, I didn't pick this stuff. I was like, I went in open contract, tried to get an infantry spot. I wanted to deploy. I wanted to do things. And I got stuck here. How did you have a five-year open? It was an option that they signed. So I went open contract with an aviation option. Oh. So it went like if. Because I know Farva had a open. He got a four-year. But it was yeah. a four. Yeah, he got a four-year. I signed something where it said like an aviation option, which means if that was it, they would put me in it. And I mm-hmm. guess my ASVAB score, they had that same Your GT was too high. I got a I got a sweet deal from MEPS. Another good story. Anyways, they're afterwards like they're like all apologetic to an extent, like, well, why do you want to get out? It's like you can go in the next squadron and stand up. I was like, I already tried that. They wouldn't let me go because I didn't tell them I was gonna re enlist and lie to them like a lot of people did. They're like, Yep. Oh yeah, I'll re enlist and then they get out. I was like, I'm not re enlisting. It's like there's enough time to send me though, but they didn't. I was like, which is fine, you know the grade of the core so um i had to stay back and train people and deal with people who are disgruntled about coming from 46s and met a lot of great people so it's worth it but yeah uh yeah i ended up getting a at meps i believe it or not my recruiters love them to death most people talk shit about theirs and hate them uh staff sergeant slomsky Staff Sergeant Sharp and uh, Sergeant Chambers, they all got promoted. Like, I think Staff Sergeant Slomsky is like a Master Sergeant or maybe a Master Gunnery Sergeant now. I can't remember. He may be out even. but uh, Dude, that was 20 years ago. He's yeah, probably out. I think he got out. He's a Pollock from Chicago. He was my recruiter, and he was an awesome guy. Um, taught me that I was a, a young punk. Um, I was not as slick as I thought I was. And I was a shithead, and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> My mom goes to sign the paperwork, and she goes, he goes, ma'am, you have any questions? She goes, more of a request, just two things. He goes, yes, ma'am. She goes, make that three. Can you teach him that? He goes, 
yes, ma'am. He goes, Nick, you got that? I was like, yes, sir. He goes, well, I was like, man, she got me. He's like, yes, ma'am. And she goes, you keep his ass out of trouble? And he graduates high school. He goes, yes, ma'am. And he looks at me. I was like, yes, ma'am. Well, since I was so smart at the young age of like, I think it was 17 at the time. Yeah. I've had a philosophy. If you can pass, you know, all your tests and quizzes and make reasonably good grades, and what's the point of homework? Homework's just busy point, busy work at that point in time, you know? I had that roughly same philosophy. So I didn't do homework. Yes. I didn't stay awake in class most of the time. And I'd learned through osmosis. So occasionally I'd get a teacher that'd try to wake me up and ask me a question, and most of the times I'd be on track what they're talking about, and uh-huh. it was fine. So one day... The recruiter calls me, staff, or Staff Sergeant Slomsky. He was a sergeant even at the time. And he calls me, he goes, and he stopped by the recruiting uh, office. It's like, okay. So I stopped by there. He's got a stack of paperwork there for me. He's like, get busy. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your homework, dumbass. You're supposed to do it. <laughs> and I tried giving, him the, I tried giving this, this Marine my philosophy. He goes, it doesn't matter what you think. You're told to do it, so do it. I was oh, like, God. Uh, so I started doing it. He goes, you think this shit's going to fly, you know, whenever you go in the Marine Corps? I was like, no, sir. So I started doing my homework. I thought I was slick, too. I thought I could just leave school and just skip every once in a while like I used to. One day I leave, you know. Calls me later. He's like, I need you to stop by the recruiting station. Well, I, actually, I think I had a cell phone at that point in time. He calls me on. He goes, it's like, I didn't answer. And then, uh, yeah, he called me again, didn't answer. Called me a third time. I was like, what the hell? He knows something's up. So I answer. I was like, hell, he goes, where you at, stupid? I was like, uh. He goes, yeah, go the fuck back in and stay in school. I was like, uh, yes, Staff Sergeant. And I hung up the phone or Sergeant, whatever it was. <laughs> I go back in school. I was like, this man's a magician. He knows my every move. It's like, I thought he was like, had me under surveillance, which he did. Like, when he went there, he found I was a, an asshat. He uh, gave out his business cards and asked, he told him, he said, hey, ever have any problems? I'll make your life simpler. Just call me. So they were on the lookout, you know. They come out and they're like, you know, calling him for everything. Teacher got a problem, call him. And it abruptly ended their problems because I had a sweat outline of me right in front of his desk on that floor of the recruiting station. Yeah, yeah, you buy the short and curlies. Yeah, yeah. Good, good dude, though. Awesome dude. Came and visited me uh, uh, out in North Carolina when he came down to get uh, stuff. His wife was from there, and then, like, he'd come down and get stuff when he's on recruiting duty. He'd come to see me. and Awesome guy. I need, to, I need to reach out to him one day. Awesome, awesome person. You should always reach out to the homies. But it's late, and I have to get going soon. Oh, okay. Because I still got that three-hour drive back to Memphis. Bummer. Do it again sometime? Fuck yeah, we will. Is that the going? That, I'm pretty sure that's the music. I think we're playing like the going away music now, and I hope it's sad. Strangers in the night. Hey, what happened? Exchanging fluids. What? What happened if like you we did this whole thing? It is on record. Red is record. So that button there, when it's red, it's recording. And you see how there's a timer there? The red circle right next to it, that means it's recording. I've tested this because uh, the first time I went to record, I, uh, I I forgot to put the SD card in. And so me and my buddy recorded a, well, I thought we recorded a podcast, but this button stayed 
blue the entire time, which means there's nothing for it to record to. That's awesome. So we did like this entire thing. Entire thing. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I went to like that down there off here. So, um, so uh, we learned about it. Because our poor lesson is that. Redo. It's like, you fucking idiot. Well, we should do this again sometime. Oh, we definitely Talk will. Talk about scallions, prostitutes, and times in the core. So I have more microphones, so I think oh we should uh, hunt down Dishler or someone. Goodness. Talk about the bonfire days and maybe get Oz out there reliving his him finding the uh, water line in Tommy's house and the metal detector. And Oz is retired now. I from, saw that. He... Going back to Boston? No. Okay. Um. So I talked to him, and I think he's going to Moorhead City. He's going to work at Cherry Point as a civilian. Moorhead's always better than Lesshead. That's what they say. <laughs> Do you have any wise words before we uh, kick out of here? Oh, oh, live life, have fun, be cool, and love people. I like it. Do you want to press the magic button and say goodbye? Blood makes the grass grow. Marines make the blood flow. <laughs> <laughs>